buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on this 4th of July holiday weekend. Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher here from REMAX. Gary, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Well, we're great. Happy 4th of July weekend to you, to everybody. And um, I know up here in the Twin Ports, the weather's going to be blazing hot and that's going to be nice. And all the 4th of July activities are back on um, and that's good to see. And there's a yeah, lot of activity yeah. going on in the Twin Ports here, boy. There's just a lot of people in town this weekend, and um, and it's good to see that. It's really good to see that from a year ago where we were at with everything, and uh, um, uh, good to see. How's everything going on down there in your world? Um, really, really good. Um, it's busy down here. Uh, I, I can definitely see there's some listings that are staying on the market. Um, I think that today we want to talk about uh, a lot of things that are happening. Uh, the Fourth of July, all of the all of the planes that are in the air, all the people that are in the airports. Um, nobody can find a rental car unless it's seven hundred dollars. Um, gas is over three dollars a gallon. Um, let's see. It seems to me like we're back to normal, Gary. What do you think? <laughs> well, inflation has certainly crept our way. Oh and, my! Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But. but Anyway, um, so I want to talk about that. I, the collapse of this building in uh, South Florida, I mean, which is over by, I can't think of the name, Ocean City, I think. Um, you know, it's over by Miami. Uh, that is just tragic. And I got to tell you, Gary, I've, uh, I've read up a little bit on um, how many more buildings are, you know, of that age group that are on the, you know, seaside and what is this going to mean, you know, for these kinds of buildings, not only in Florida, but I would think all up and down the coast, you know, um, it's just amazing. Uh, it's very, very, very tragic. Um, but wow, it's, uh, you know, and then the building right next door um, is, occupied and people don't have to leave and and a lot of them haven't i don't would you stay in the building that's identical like you know half a block away no i wouldn't i would not nope i would be gone and i think this is a big issue and i think this is is the beginning of some of of a trend that we could see and you know really one thing that really struck me funny jim on all of this is when when this first came out um there was somebody out there that was posting stuff on the internet and they took that building in that collapsed in Florida and they compared it with the federal building in Oklahoma city. The one that Timothy McVeigh uh, allegedly blew up back whenever my gosh, they were very similar types of structural damage. And and you looked at the pictures and like, boy, it looks the same. Um, And, and so my hope is, is that, this is nowhere near that type of an issue, um, but we've seen these buildings before across the globe. You'll hear from this from time to time, where the grounds, you know, the building standards, whatever, they're just substandard. Uh, 
And when you deal with the types of soils that you have down in Florida and some of the infrastructure that's down there, this doesn't surprise me one bit. You know, and you've been, how many, how many sinkholes have we heard about in that Florida area over the last, you know, 15, 20 years? There's been numerous uh, reports of those sinkholes. I mean, so. this building was amazing. I mean, that inspection that they had like three years ago, I mean, they had spalling of the column supports, which means, folks, that the concrete has busted away to the point where you could see the rebar. You know, um, I mean, I can't understand. I mean, it, you know, everybody's probably saying the same thing, but I, I just don't understand how how they could wait so long when it was apparent from that engineering report. That I mean, it should have. It just should have been fast tracked. I'm, I'm sure you know hindsight's going to be 2020 in this because that's probably what's going to happen to all these situations now. But wow, it's um, it's crazy. Well, it's you know, there bad. was a report. Also, somebody posted a report that uh, relating to the real estate industry. Are the real is the real estate industry were they aware of this problem in this building, and will there be some liability? on some of these condos that were sold on some to some of the agents to some of the brokerage companies down there and uh, I, I certainly don't know and and I think that's you know getting through this and, and figuring out what happened first of all uh, how it happened <clears throat> uh, and, and instead of placing blame you know there's a lot of right. you, you know there's 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 still they're gonna f- still find people in the rubble. And we don't have a final count of no. people that are going to be, you know, deceased from this. And uh, and I think some of it is like, man, is this structure safe? Can we get in there and yeah. and even do, you know, go through this without the rest of this building falling down? And yeah. I think that's a big, majorly concern right now. And, and look at look at the heroes that were underneath that thing, you know, right after it happened. I mean, they had those cameras in there. And yeah, they had jackposts in there and stuff, but I mean, how many tons of rubble is on top of what they're standing under excavating? I mean, oh my lord, it's it's amazing what these people were doing. I, I just uh, well, I, well, you gotta give God, them. Nothing else has happened. I no. know these people were going in there, and and uh, uh, and then there was another report or another story that there, there was there a period of time where they they weren't doing anything because they were in fear of of the rest of the building collapsing. Well, they had so much rain, I think is what it was. And, and we have, uh, Gary down here. And again, I'm, uh, I'm in, um, uh, I'm in Punta Gorda, which is, I don't know, what is that? Probably 200 miles from where this happened. Um, and, uh, I, I, I have, I have no clue. I mean, it's, um, I don't know. Well, what else do you say? Well, yeah, but I mean, just one of those things where, you, you know when you're when you're buying these condos in these high rises uh and you're in this sandy type of soil environment you know you i think you just got to be aware of some of the issues and that was you know when you start getting up 10 12 14 16 stories that that's pretty high and if if you're in one yep. of these areas to where you know you have no idea of what the infrastructure is like under these buildings, I think you got to be concerned as a consumer. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna plot pl- right. money down on some of these condos. Well, and there's there's some techniques where they can reinforce those foundations. 
you know, um, and it's very expensive project, um, you know, but I mean, we're going to, we're going to be seeing that. So Gary, I have kind of a real, how much time do we have in this segment? Do we still have a, oh, we got about four minutes. Okay. I have kind of a, it's not related, but I mean, it, I was in a Fort Myers suburb yesterday called Paseo. Um, it's, it's a bunch of condominium developments. It's, it's built like a, sort of like a, um, like a New York neighborhood. There's all kinds of roof lines. There's all kinds of, of colors in there and things. But, you know, I showed three plot properties in there and um, this buyer is from, from Minneapolis and his grandparents lived very close to there. So he wanted to be in, in one of these places. And the first thing that we realized when we got in there, I heard there were some issues, but I didn't understand it, is, man, there was roofing companies there. There was plastic there was um temporary um uh, supports in in one of these in one of these units uh and uh, turns out yeah there's a there's a huge lawsuit against the original builder of this thing and uh, of course that's why there was three available in this in this development you know because people are staying away from it um, and uh, so while they're beautiful you just don't know what's going on and starting to read through um, some of the associated materials that, you know, they, they warn you that there's a list pendants on the, on the property because the, there's a lawsuit that's pending about the owner, the uh, association is suing the contractor. Um, there have been numerous articles since, you know, since we went through there yesterday, just kind of looked at, looked it up. It, and it's amazing how messed up this place is, but it's beautiful. So <laughs> This place is a whole neighborhood, and it's probably, I would say, 400, 500 uh, residential properties. It's all completed. Um, their, their pool area and entertainment area consists of a movie theater and a, a convenience store. I mean, it, this, and it's all in a, in a gated community. Uh, it's just amazing how it looks. It's so beautiful, but structurally, it's just trouble. So it was very sad to see, but you know, I you you kind of see some of that shoddy construction, I guess, now and then. Well, listen, my daughter, my oldest daughter, living in Las Vegas when they were out there, and they had a house, and they were in a, a similar situation where there was a, a lawsuit filed against the developer, and it was substandard um, foundation issues where some of the townhomes in this subdivision were failing. The foundations were failing, and and the right. and the units were actually. Not imploding, but they were settling, and so you know when they sold their their townhouse, uh, one of the buyers backed out of the deal because that was something they said that they they weren't aware of. Even though when you sell those townhomes, you have to disclose all this stuff. Uh, they they lost a sale because of that, and so uh, there is a lot of these um, large fast track. Uh, subdivisions that are being put up across the country and they're doing it with in in a substandard manner jim and i think you have when when you saw in you know las vegas was a city that has grown you know massively over the last you know 15 years and they 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 just really sprawled out you know the housing out there and these developers come in and they put these subdivisions up and some of them are substandard and you have to be careful uh you know when you're buying them and it's very difficult to to spot a structural defect but uh it it does happen and uh it's um 
uh, it's unfortunate. And I think we're going to hear more about this, Jim, as we move into the future. And there are a couple of other ones locally here that I want to talk about. But uh, I know we're coming up on our first break here. So, uh, uh, folks, you've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL 610. And uh, Jim and Gary will be right back on this July 4th holiday weekend. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Brown and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Uh, I am in um, Punta Gorda, Florida, which is about 40 miles away from uh, from Fort Myers, Florida. And Gary, of course, is up in the Twin Ports selling in Wisconsin and Minnesota. And Gary, why don't you give out your phone number first and then we'll, we'll follow up with me. I can be reached at 218-390-0615. All right, and my phone number here is still the same 218 number, 218-348-7653. And, I mean, if you're interested about, uh, you know, Floridian-type properties, um, I think when Debbie and I bought this, this this house down here in Florida, we considered it our cabin. So instead of buying a cabin on a lake up there, we just bought a house in Florida. But, I mean, it's a it's a busy market down here. But, uh, boy, if there's anybody has any curiosity about anywhere in Florida, give me a call. All right, Gary. So we're talking about um, some some building issues, uh, all kind of um, coming off of the collapse of that building in, in I think it's Oceanside, Florida. Um, before we go any further, that 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 neighborhood I was telling you about, um, Paseo. Uh, when I look at how it's built, first of all, there's tile roofs on these. Okay, um, so let's say a, a two thousand square foot house. With a shingle roof, how many, you know, one level, what do you think a shingle roof would cost to, to just a rough guess? Oh, I think idea? it's under under 10 grand. Okay, so Depends let's on just what call the it pitch, 10. Pitch if it is. Um, same size here could be 40 if it's a tile roof. Okay, and it is heavy, heavy stuff. So when you look at this Paseo neighborhood, they have, um, there's one levels that are right next to a two level so there's all these different roof layers, and they're all um, these heavy shingles. And with all these, are they shingle lines, or clay tile? They're they're clay, tile. I mean, I'm sorry, tile. Yeah, they're clay tile. But you have you have all of these angles where the water's got to run. And uh, I I just think it's and with the you add in the weight, and if there's any shifting in that, I mean, man, it doesn't take much. You create any little 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 crack or leak or whatever. Uh, in what's underneath that tile, and that's where you get leaks. So I, who knows? But it, it's the roof lines on there. Were so, there's so many; they vary so much. I know for for you know for sure that that has to be engineered perfectly, and the support has to be there because if there's any movement, you're going to have massive problems, and that's obviously what's going on. Well, I think so. that's a good point. Those clay tile roofs they they have a they are heavy. They have a lot of weight to them, and it's it's a, a standard design out in the southwest and you yeah. know and and I know down in your market and uh, you, boy you fly in on a plane to say out in that uh, you know southwestern part of the US that's all you see is, is these clay tile roofs and they can't put asphalt shingles on them because they would melt because no, it's so do. hot out there they, they put they put asphalt but there there are so many neighborhoods down here that that is part of the deed restriction it has to be a clay roof i mean our our development here which is called Seminole Lakes. Uh, there, you won't find a, a shingled roof here. They're all clay tile. But you can go two miles, not even, I mean, two blocks away from the perimeter of our uh, our development, and you'll see you'll see shingled roofs. Um, 
so, I mean, it, it, it varies a little bit, but yeah, there's a lot of clay tile, that's for sure. Well, there's been a couple um, of these buildings locally here that they've had some issues, Jim, over the years. And, and yeah. two of them that I can I can pop right in the back of my mind here is uh, the condos up on uh, Masaba Avenue by the Copper Top Church. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Those had some significant, and I think most of that was mold issues, where they had to go in and, and tear that yep. structure apart from the outside in, and they had to fix that. And it, it, most of those buildings or those uh, condos up there, if you remember, they were built during the recession. And I right. think I think the the original developer developer of that had uh, um, he he went into foreclosure, and and those right. things and, were bought. Yeah. And, and, so and, there's, and then there's I remember that, and you add in all these problems, and there's no money to fix it. No, you know, no. Without, and the people that bought those things, they so, paid yeah. several hundred thousand dollars for those units originally. And if you remember, yeah. as we we got into the midst of the recession, the mm-hmm. the value of those things plummeted. I mean, I yeah, think you I were able to pick those right things up they, for a couple you know, hundred grand, you know. You know, and yep. uh, and then and then now, most recently, we had there was an issue with the Andy apartment buildings, and uh, you know they I think that was a mold issue as well, and they had to tear off all that siding, not all of it, but from the ground up, halfway up the buildings on on both of the wings of the building, um, and on the front of it, the London Road side. They had to tear a lot of that uh, original siding off, and what they're doing now, they're putting brick on. They're redoing oh, yeah, this okay. with all yep. brick, but that's a massive job. I mean, this isn't a cheap fix, and so uh, I hope there's insurance money to to help with that. But uh, uh, yep. you, you when when you're fast tracking these new developments, be it these apartment buildings, be it these condominiums, these subdivisions, whatever. I think as a consumer, you have to be so cautious about you know what it is you're getting into. And even if you go down to the Twin Cities, Jim, if you drive down I-35, uh, they are putting up these massive subdivisions. And you can see houses off the freeway just going up like mad. You get into some of the, the smaller communities down there, and they're just building these subdivisions. It's like it's like wild. And the thing about these subdivisions when they put them up, Jim, most of the houses have like very little, um, you know, custom design to it. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, cooking. there's a yeah, it's, there's, it's, there's yeah. a little variance, but. They're all flat backs, or, you know what I? I mean, there's no bump outs, there's no nothing, and so uh, and and these houses are built right together. So basically, Jim, I call these things, and I and and I call the townhome, uh, uh, you know, subdivisions as well. I call them ant hills. Oh, do you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because there's just so many. You go up to to I think it's called Maple Ridge, uh, up off of yeah. Rice Lake Road, just down from from the Marshall School up there. And mm-hmm. all of those townhomes that have been built back in there, I mean, it's just like, you look, it's like hundreds of them. I don't think there's that many, but it's like, my gosh, there's a lot of these things in there. And you drive in there and it's like, hey, if you want privacy, forget about it. You're not going to get it. You're going to buy a house. You're going to live in whatever environment it is that you got. And you hope that the party walls that that are uh, adjoin these individual units were well insulated and soundproofed because if not, you're going to hear your neighbors. And exactly. And, 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 and you know, if there's, if there's people above you, you're going to hear them no matter what. I mean, they, they can, they can do what they can, but it's, 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 
in that kind of construction. No, no, you call them you call them anthills. I'll tell you what. So, do you remember when you were a kid and you're with your mom and you're making Christmas sugar cookies and you had these little stencil designs? One was a star, one was a tree. You know, one was a snowman. You know, so I call those developments cookie cutters because <laughs> you know you've got five, six different style of houses in there, and there might be you know three hundred houses. You know, so um, yeah, exactly what uh, what you were talking about. I agree, and and um, y- you know, it, it makes the development look okay, especially when they mix them up a little bit. But sometimes you're right; they 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 when you have three or four in in a row that are exactly the same, then it gets to be a little monotonous. Well, cookie cutter is certainly a term that's used uh, in the real estate industry, so uh, that one's been well. Well used. So in any event, I think the biggest thing to to take from this stuff, Jim, is if you're a consumer, be aware, you know, and and if you're buying a house in one of these, uh, you know, states that have these soils that are sandy, you've got to understand what it is that you're buying and and, uh, whatever you can do to find out and dig up some information. I think it's I think it's a good idea. Yep. Gary, I want to bring up one. I'm going to go into another subject. Are we all through on this one? Yes. Okay. Have you tried to buy furniture? Not recently. Okay. So all over the country, of course, the pandemic slowed down um, different pieces of the puzzle of making furniture and probably many other products. But we are currently trying to buy a, a couch and I, and I heard this, but I didn't really think anyone, anything of it because, you know, if it doesn't impact me, you know, 12 months out on some of these couches, um, you know, depending on what you want. Um, but most of the, most of the uh, furniture that you'll find down here, they don't have it in the store <laughs> and you might be waiting a minimum of like 60 days for it to get, away and, and, and built and shipped from the factory. So, um, and I know that it's, it's, it's a little tight with some appliances too, but, uh, uh, yeah, furniture's really hit kind of a, a crawl, at least down in Florida. Well, I think the supply chain of a lot of things yep. is backed yep. up and I, you know, look at the construction industry, what we've been dealing with this year with that and, uh, you know, just the cost of materials and how that has affected you know that industry. So yeah, this none of this stuff well, is is surprising to me, um, and and I hope it works itself out. But boy, I just don't know. I just don't know. Well, and you know, you can go into you know this has nothing to do with houses, but uh, used cars. The value of a used car is pretty dang high right now because there's just not enough of them. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of uh, you know the the, the cars uh, the the construction of the new cars was slowed down. You had all of the uh, after the last recession where we, we took all the junkers and, and, and recycled them, uh, that really drove the inventory down. And um, the other thing was is that the rental car agencies stopped buying cars um, and they sold a lot of their fleets. So uh, there's a shortage of rental cars, which makes the price go up. Um, I mean, wow, it's just crazy, um, you know, how it all kind of comes full circle off of this pandemic. Jim, uh I don't know if you were aware of this, but the uh, National Association of Realtors 
was in Duluth this past weekend, this past week. Really? Yeah. What for? They had a uh, some type of a convention at the Inn on Lake Superior, and they were here, okay. my understanding is they were here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I tried to get an interview with the president of the National Association of Realtors. His name is Charlie Opler, and he's from New Jersey, but uh, he was he had a really busy schedule. And um, one of our local agents, Len Sarvella, is a... Um, He's on a lot of state. He's involved statewide and national, and so he's yes. he has a good a lot of good connections. And uh, I he's I, a real advocate for the Twin Ports um, and for the state of Minnesota. Well, and for the real estate industry too. And I yep, mean, Len could exactly. become part of the National Association of, of Realtors leadership at some point because he's certainly been involved and he's certainly yes. recognized. And they came. He helped broker this meeting in Duluth. And so the fact that they were here, you know, and and I had talked to Len. I saw Len at, at our local uh, soccer tournament last weekend, and mm-hmm. came up and we were just chit chatting. And he he brought this up. I had no idea, and uh, he was talking about it. And you know, then then we went and and it, then it dawned on me. It's like, well, why didn't I ask him if we could interview him? And, and I called him on Tuesday morning. He said. Can't do it," he said. "We're we're we're just busy." And uh, Charlie actually had had a plane early on Wednesday morning. Uh, but um, I think one of the big things that was discussed was this uh, rental moratorium. The yeah. uh, the eviction moratorium was something that uh, uh, the Supreme Court uh, voted on last week, and um, th- to end that, saying it, that it wasn't legal, and that they they um, they said that the. Uh, Center for Disease Control or the CDC lacked authority to implement an, a blanket nationwide eviction moratorium. So they uh, this moratorium, this national moratorium, is now going to expire at the end of July. And I believe Governor Walls uh, has the local moratorium or, or the state moratorium. I think it's a little bit different, but um, they uh, this national moratorium is going to expire at the, at the end of July. And they wanted to keep it in place a little bit longer because there was almost $50 billion, Jim, in rental system assistance that the National Association mm-hmm. of Realtors helped secure to get this out to the people that need it at the small mom and pop uh, landlords that had been suffering, you know, you know, for almost a year here now for lack of people paying rent and they couldn't evict them. And so, uh, you know, helping people work through that, uh, and and Minnesota's the same way. Governor Walls, I believe, yesterday had had a press conference, kind of indicating the same thing, saying that there's money available to help. We want to get that in the hands of the people that need it. Um, and and so, just cutting this thing off right now wouldn't allow that to continue to happen. So, uh, this is certainly good news, but. Uh, going back to a story that we talked about a few months ago with a local duplex um, that uh, was on the market. That, yep. Do you remember this? Well, this duplex yep. uh, 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 a little over a week ago came back on the market again. It did. Wow! And I and it, and it was for a lot less money. And so I saw this again, and I thought I thought it was sold. You know, I talked to the agent about it, and uh, um, so I called the agent. and I said, "Hey, what what's going on?" And and the agent goes. The tenant is still there, <laughs> and uh, yeah. he said the uh, the it's he said it's not it's a bad situation for the seller. Uh, they have to get rid of it. The um, they just you know it, it's they can't make their payments. They can't keep keep supporting it, 
And uh, so I think the price had come down like almost $30,000 from where it was. And you got to remember, they had multiple offers on this place, and it was like a two ninety nine, And it sold. Mm-hmm. And yep. then the deal fell apart because of this tenant, and the tenant was was very difficult. And he he gave me a little bit of background, and the tenant was was you know the the landlord was asked by an organization to take on this tenant, and he did to help the organization. And this tenant just like you know I'm not paying my rent, and I don't have to, and you can't evict me for it. And so they went back to the organization, and the organization said, "Well, we can, we can, we have some assistance." But he felt guilty about taking it from them, and just one of those situations. So, um, I, I, I hope this this thing works it out because, you know, there's a couple of things that come to mind for me here. And if we start evicting tenants right and left, yep. and everybody's getting evicted all over the place, um we're going to have some issues and we're going to have some issues with the, with the courts refilling those units and where are the tenants that are getting evicted going to go. So uh, Jim, uh, we've got to take a break here, folks. Uh, you've been listening to the twin ports real estate show here with Jim and Gary, and uh, we're tuned into 610 KDL AM and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here. I'm down in uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, and Gary is up in the Twin Ports. Uh, if you want to reach me about some Florida real estate, give me a call at 218-348-7653. And Gary, please give out your digits. 218-390-0615. And Jim, right, I just perfect. want to follow up on this uh, uh, rental uh, eviction uh, moratorium you know, that's going to be lifted. Minnesota's actually is being going to be phased out by October. And uh, I think part of that is that the uh, state has uh, received $672 million in federal COVID-19 rental assistance. So he, he wants to try to get that money into the hands of, of these uh, homeowners that have been distressed. And uh, I think this is, is, for Minnesota anyways, it's going to go a little bit longer, but they're going to phase this out as we go. So by the time we get to October, it should be long overdue. But but we were talking about what could happen with, you know, you start throwing tenants out, where are they going to go? Right. Okay. You're going to have all these vacant units and you're going to have to fill them. And then we got another issue, Jim, locally here. We're building a lot of apartments. We've got a lot of yeah. stuff coming online here. And we've got these new townhomes out in Morgan Park. And those those are nice looking units, you know. I've I've been out there yeah, and they, are. These. they are beautiful. Yeah. And uh they it sounds like they these two bedroom units run for about sixteen hundred dollars a month. But you're gonna have all of those. Uh you you've got the you know, the uh, the Schweiger Aaron Schweiger, I think his name was, uh the developer of those Morgan Park townhomes. He they bought the old Gardner building, which is just above the um uh, a pizza luce on the alley there. They're going to redevelop that and make that into uh, to housing. Uh, and then I believe for some of the federal funds that the city of Duluth is going to get, I think the mayor's earmarked like $20 million for, yeah, saw for that. housing. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I'm curious about what that what that means. You know, okay, we, you, you, she says housing. Okay, how are they going to... That would be interesting to see how that unfolds, where that money is going to go, um, who is going to help, things of that nature. 
Yeah, I think that remains to be seen. But but we're building a lot of units. We're introducing a lot of units here in the Twin Ports gym. And what does that mean for the rental market? Have well, at what point does this uh, rental market start to saturate itself, and you start you to go. see these the vacancy word, rates? Saturation. Well, you our know, vacancy rates have been a, that's way a low long here. Four-letter word. And and so I mean we've got to we got <laughs> to deal with this at some point. Yeah. And uh, um, you know, well they had that study. What was it? Ten years ago, and I can't remember how many housing units we were short, but it, it, it was over four thousand. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, obviously. Uh, um, people have paid attention and, uh, but so, so, I mean, you get closer to getting to that goal, who knows, but, you know, again, you know, with, with everything that's going on on the East coast, I'm sorry, the West coast, um, 115 degree temperature in the state of Washington. Uh, that's crazy. And you go back to the, uh, the, the fact that the twin ports is supposed to be, you know, in the United States, the number one place to be for global warming. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Can you reach saturation? I think there's going to be other people. They're, they're, they're going to be flocking to, to Duluth um, for, for, for many reasons, you know, uh, that being one of them for sure. Well, that remains to be seen. And, um, but the fact remains is that we've got a lot of new units coming online and uh, it'll be interesting to, to um, keep an eye on the, um, uh, the Twin Ports rental market uh, and, and how that swings. Yes. Jim, we've got some uh have you heard about the interest rates recently? I haven't even looked. No, I haven't to be honest with you. Mortgage interest rates, well they bumped up a little bit and they they've actually bumped down a little bit now in the last 24 hours. And you can get a 30-year fixed conventional rate, Jim, for 3%. And you can get a 20-year fixed uh conventional interest rate for a rate of 2.875. And a 15-year fixed conventional rate is at 2.250. And if you're an FHA buyer, you can get an um, interest rate of 3.250. And a VA buyer, is um, those 30-year terms are 3.125. So the interest rates are still good. Uh, I, I will say that the FHA and the VA have certainly bumped up to you know where they were even earlier this year you know in the low twos. And now they're in the low threes, but that's a full percentage increase, you know, in a, in, and that really happened in a matter of weeks. If you go back into February when we were talking about this. And so, uh, uh, I think the fact remains is that the mortgage interest rates are still great. Still can't complain about them. I think they're trending upwards and what this ultimately does to the market. I don't know. And I don't know how your market is going down there, Jim, but. We have seen, or I've certainly seen, a, a a noticeable slowdown in the real estate market up here locally. And I was talking to one of the um, uh, bigger agents in town this week, and they indicated the same thing. They said, boy, mm-hmm. it's, it's the calls have stopped. I don't think they've stopped, well, but I think I they've, think, they've you know, slowed down. Don't you think that this is, I mean, I think that's typical um because okay we're we're right at the nicest time of summer in the twin ports people are wanting to do things with these long days and i think we always saw you know and i wouldn't even call it a lull but just a little dip around this time there's a lot of people that do have cabins uh they or they have places to go there's a lot of weekend getaways you just don't have time you you add in all your 
you know, activities with your kids. Remember, the people that are going to be buying there in the majority of the way are going to be the, um, the, the, the millennials. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they're raising their kids. And I think that that's kind of what we ran into, um, you know, even when it was really busy every summer. Just was, this was always kind of a little dip. I agree with you. I, this is a seasonally, seasonal type of a thing. Um, with, you know, everybody gets out of school, colleges are over, the weather's nice, people go on vacations, they get out to the park, they've got their summer activities for their kids. So yes, I think we have these types of slowdowns in June and July. I, I think it's, it's normal. But from where we've been, where I, and the, I, I think the words red hot don't even describe it. Is there, is there something that describes something hotter? Because whatever that word is, that was describing our local real estate market. And I think the national real estate market, I mean, it was just on fire. And to see it just kind of where it's at right now, it's like, whoa, have we exhausted the buyers? And I'm talking locally here in the market, maybe not nationally, but locally here, like I said, I think you've seen a slowdown and more houses are coming on the market. I think there's more inventory. And and one one of the things that that is kind of a gauge for me is I had been working with this buyer maybe since January, February, and we looked at a lot of houses, both sides of the bridge, Duluth, Superior, and we wrote offers, couldn't get anything, and she was a VA buyer, and so it's a little bit harder with those types of mortgages when you're in competition. Um, and, you know, we were able to secure a house, and she bought a house That's over good. in Superior, and uh, she got a nice house, and we were actually in competition, and, and she she got it. But um, uh, I, I, I just, it's a noticeable slowdown. I don't know if you're experiencing that down in your market, but but it's it's uh, it's something up here where it's like, oh wow, Just, phone's not ringing like it was. Well, no, I, I it's it's still crazy. I mean, I, I uh, listed a condo and got two cash offers on it within four days. And that that just happened. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't see the slowdown here yet. Um, and uh, it, I think it's just there still is a lack of inventory, which is which is really driving it. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, I haven't seen a slowdown yet. Maybe this does. Maybe maybe it, it, we're at the beginning of that as well here. So we'll see. Well, I've got some folks that are coming in from out of town this weekend. And um, I've got to work a little bit this weekend, Jim, on the July 4th holiday weekend. But that's you the way it goes. You can do it, Gary. <laughs> that's the way it goes. Um, yes. And, you know, they've come up here sporadically to look at houses. They're, they're from the Twin Cities area. And sure. th- this trip up, we have more houses to look at than we've ever had. You know, usually they'll come up and oh, there's, yeah? there's okay. maybe one, two, or three of them that we can look at. Right Isn't now, that nice? we're up, yeah, well. I, I, yeah, it is. I'm just saying. Right now, uh, we've, we're up to five of them. You know, and these okay. they're in a little higher price bracket. So um, there are now five houses for us to look at this weekend. And um, a couple of them are pretty nice. A couple of them I'm actually kind of surprised that they're not sold yet. So that's another indicator to me is that, yeah, things, things mm, have I, I think it's, down it's probably good timing for any buyer out there in your market. That's for sure. That's what it sounds like to me, you know. So, folks, I think that if you're if you're in the market up in Twin Ports, give Gary a call. Make him work right <laughs> on the Fourth of July. 
Well, much? you can call me. I, I, it might go to voicemail, but uh, on the actual fourth. But uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, they're they're calling for some really incredible weather up here. It's supposed to be like very hot, and so uh, it it sounds like it's it's going to be a nice weekend. So that, that that's good. That helps with the uh, local tourist okay. economy. There you go, Gary. How much time do we have before our next break here? We got a little over a minute. Ah, all right. Well, when we come back for our for our final wrap up, I've got something that is amazing. So, well, listen. What are your last thoughts here on this one? Very quickly, I want to uh, remind people. One of the things that we run into, Jim, and I've run into this a couple times recently, is when these buyers, and some of them are marginal buyers, where their debt to income ratios are are tight. Um, one of the things that we have to remind people of is when they get in a contract for a house is to to not go out and buy big ticket items. You know, you don't right. go out and buy your furniture, don't go buy a new car, don't go buy uh, appliances until you close on the house. Exactly, because they will do, they'll run your credit one more time and they'll run your, I mean, yeah, they can run anything again just before you close. So. They will do that and uh, that and could be something, up. it will yep. show up the day before closing. Even if it's 90 days, same as cash, it'll show up on your credit. Yes, so be very careful. Apply a credit. They'll have to apply a payment to it. So that's right. So just a little bit of advice there, and uh, folks, we got to take our uh, second break here, third break, whatever it is. And uh, you've been tuned into the Twin Ports <laughs> Real Estate Show right here on KDL six ten AM, and Jimmy Gary will be right back. Welcome back to the last segment of this week's Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim and Gary, Jim Ronding, Gary Callagher from REMAX. Um, Gary, um, if I told you the last name Spears and they've been in the news, what's the first name you would come up with? Brittany. All right. Well, have you ever heard of Jonathan Spears? No. He is a 29-year-old real estate agent, and he is in Northwest Florida. Do you know what's unique about Jonathan Spears? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Jim. I think it has to do with volume. You got it. And I'll let you finish the story, but I think I read this, so. Yes, 29-year-old agent dominates Northwest Florida's luxury market and works under Sotheby's International Real Estate, where he founded one of the highest-producing medium-sized teams in the country, the Spears Group. This kid is 29 years old, and he just surpassed $1 billion in career sales on his team. That's that's <laughs> phenomenal. I, I mean, when you think that's about amazing. it, amazing. Oh my gosh! Do they don't do I mean, they have an award for that? I don't know. I mean, I, they they write like it's a uh, um his, in, in 2020, the Spears Group brought in a sales volume of 264 million dollars, 675 thousand. Holy. Hannah, mackerel! <laughs> Holy Hannah, and and just for wow. just for reference, folks, the top agent in the Twin Ports market, the volume that she does is about forty million. Yep, and, and that's that, dang good. And, that is really good. That's tremendous for that's this a, market. That's a big number. And then we have a couple but, of agents that are in that twenty twenty plus million dollar sales volume. So you're talking two over two hundred million. That's staggering. Two hundred 
$265 million in 2020. And remember, pandemic. Yes. In a pandemic year. So the guy's doing something right. Congrats to him. 29 years old. I mean, my goodness, that's uh, that's, uh, quite a feat. I do have a follow-up question here. Are you ready? Yes. Whose money would you take? Jonathan's or Britney's? I couldn't tell you who has more. Well, does Britney have access to her money? <laughs> right? That's in the news. She's <laughs> I don't know closer. if she's got access to it, so I'll go for John. Uh, yeah, I would too. Holy mackerel. But anyway, so that's that's that was the uh, the surprise. One billion dollars. Holy Christmas. Well, it's good Maybe to hear I'll that. See if I can, I'll text him and see if we can get him on the air. Yeah, that would be interesting to see where his business yep. comes from, how they uh, calculate the numbers yeah. and, and um, you know, how they do that. So anyways, Jim, All we right. got about 30 seconds. Any last uh, final thoughts here? Happy 4th of July, and don't blow off your fingers out there. Well, we're going to have a, uh, a nice weather, nice weekend here in the Twin Ports, so I hope everybody enjoys it. Happy 4th of July, and thanks again for tuning in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show for all these years. I know uh, we certainly appreciate that, and uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll bring you the best Twin Ports news and news from uh, real estate in Florida as well with Jim. So you've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL 610 AM. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you all later.